0: Co-host, co-pilot, and co-commander, Leanne Whippin, along with Camaro Dave and the two Chris's today, coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. That's our motto, yep. Uh, We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Not enchanted, but intended. And you can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com to find a grocer uh, near you. And if you don't have one, I think they ship. We're going to cover that a little bit later. Well, Will Homer is back today. Will happens to be the COO and the janitor over at Painted Hills Natural Beef.
2: <laughs> told you you're going to get me in trouble doing that. I know. They're going to make me clean yet. <laughs> I, I've been there. It looked pretty clean. Oh, okay. You've got to be enough staff, yeah, be enough staff man. Good crew.
0: So we got a lot going on in the world. Oh, man. Like right now. And, yeah. you know, glad we're not in the futures market.
2: Oh, well, we are. But, yeah, we're not in the corn market or the uh, grain market. Yeah, the grain market. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. That. When something is, we get all this upheaval in Europe yes. right now, or Eastern Europe. Yes. How does that affect you? How does that affect Painted Hills?
2: Well, I... I gave I'm, you a clue. I, was I know. Ask you, you started question. right at the top, you yeah. know, and I've had three hours driving down here going, you know, I'm going to have... I, I really can't do it all in an hour. We're going to have to do it over a four-week period of time. Right. But... I think that the reality is we are in the grain business and the corn business and in the wheat. You know, the the thing in Russia is a, is the first. This was the easiest way to understand it. The largest exporter of wheat in the world just attacked the third largest exporter of wheat. And so the wheat market's just gone insane. Just absolutely insane. And acres are acres. Acres are limited. Land right. is limited. They don't make any more. And so, corn will be included in that. And corn is still a cost of creating a well fed, finished steer. And so, there will be an effect. Now, we have used management to protect ourselves, in so to speak. So, cattle we're going to feed now through probably the end of the year. We've got some futures positions that'll help us get through that and not have to absorb what you're seeing immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm, but what's your replacement cost going to look like? No, we don't know. We don't know. I think I think the hardest thing, even harder than that, is I like I just told you we we went to Lubbock this last week for our son, you know, and and the the hardest part is the world is coming to an end, and the and the United States is in crisis, and everything's in crisis and crisis and crisis. But yet every store I went to, you had to swim through the people. I told somebody yesterday, you've been. to... You've been to Costco on the 20th of December, right? Right. Pretty busy. Yeah. Holds nothing to HEB in Lubbock, Texas on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. So I don't know anybody, you know, it's inflation costs, costs a lot to put fuel in your car. Typically you're doing that griping about it as you're putting fuel in your car. It costs a lot for food. It costs a lot, but there's still, I don't see the slowdown yet. And, and in fact in our world this is i shouldn't say this out loud because everything i say out loud wrecks the future <laughs> but uh i've said before the the story has more um, credibility than ever the consumer wants the story and they want to know about our program and what we do right. and the gap between generic beef and the storied beef and the storied programs and things are just they are totally going in different directions right now generic beef is actually falling back down to a price that nobody really thought it would get back to. And, and it's kind of floundering here as we go through this heart of the winter doldrums and, and we are having we're stuff flying, flying off the shelf, flying in demand, customers calling, chefs calling all the time, you know, Hey, I had something somewhere. I want to see what you do. I just recently spent three days in San Francisco. Um, every stop. And I'm not a push it kind of guy. I'm a stand there with my hat on and tell the story. Every stop, the chef or the manager or whoever it was we we're talking to, you said, "Yeah, send me more. I want to know more. Send me more. Let's try some. Bring some in," because not only because of the story and because of the rumor right. r- word on the street and such, but but also because they're short. They're not getting everything they need. You see, this case, I've got some strip lines in it. I could sell twelve cases this week, but I only got three from the warehouse. So so that's still we're still in the you you don't, the price isn't as important as whether I have it or not. And that is, do the you think,
1: brand. do you think that people are, you know, it's like if a tornado not a tornado, but just a natural disaster comes through or whatever, when stockpiles, do you think people are stockpiling their beef right now? Like buying chest freezers and like you know, trying to save money with thinking that down the road, it's going to be more expensive.
2: No, I don't think so. I think they did that when it wasn't available on the counter, but mm-hmm. at, now that it's available in the counter, I don't think they, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that push. Like it was, I don't, I don't huh. see a, great stocking. Although uh, we flew back into Pasco on our way home on uh, Sunday (laughs) and we had, or got there early enough uh, to go to Costco. And we don't typically go to Costco. We typically use mail order or back to the store or whatever, but, Every cart had two or three cases of water on it. And I looked at Gabrielle about halfway through the store and I said, are they going to turn the water off here in Pasco next week? <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, the like, water, yeah, I think the water's they know drinkable. Something I don't Yeah, know. exactly. Right. <laughs> well, as
0: you were saying, you know, I've been into HEB stores in Texas and uh, it doesn't matter on the 20th of December or the 25th of November. It's combat shopping. Oh, my God you know and they're just
2: insane
0: throwing stuff in now where i live it's, it's awesome. a little more sedate but yeah. if you go up into portland yeah it is it's bump- you know you got to put it on your helmet yeah. and your and your elbow pads yeah. To- to get in there and get to the front. Yeah, the we
2: hall. went in the mall. It was busy. We went in the Tri Cities. We went in the mall. Parked out in the sticks. You know, it, it, there's just people out and about. It's it's springtime. I mean, the, the sun was out. You know, of course, Texas, but in in Pasco, the sun was out and people were out. It was it was good. People were out and spending money. So well,
0: I think also I people have had about enough of the COVID stuff, the yeah. mandates, the lockdowns, oh, yeah. whatever you want to call them. I think people have said enough. Yeah, enough. I mean, they were gonna you were gonna have a mutiny here in Oregon. Uh because like where Leanne lives in yeah. Florida, they've handled it much differently. Yep. Uh-huh. And they don't have bodies lining the streets. Yep. You know. But up here we had uh Father Knows Best, yeah. so to speak, practices and <coughs> and people are tired of it. Yeah. And and I think they wanna <laughs> Chris back there, he's like, ah, I'm tired. Um
2: You're gonna get a warning label. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, I just think that that's one of the reasons that they get out there and they, I think people were cautious. I think they, during all the COVID, especially during the mandates and the lockdowns, I, I think they did stockpile some things,
2: Yeah. you know,
0: toilet paper, what have yeah. you. Yeah. But I think they also um, stockpiled their money. Yeah. I think they were very cautious instead of going out and buying now new home sales and that, that's a different deal. Yeah. That you're You're looking, but I mean, your day to day expenditures. Yeah. I think people saved, they held back. Yeah. Now that this is quote unquote over or winding down, yeah. They're ready to get outside and do something. And whether it's stuff for the yard or stuff for the freezer or, you know, doing whatever, they're ready to spend some money. Yeah. And uh, because it makes them feel like a human being. Again yeah. When they're doing things. Like yeah. That, you know, and um, God help the politician that tries to lock them down again. Yeah because that won't work. No, yeah. I didn't I, this show isn't about covid or anything that, no. but I'm just saying I think that's a a
2: real reason. I think we yeah, we got smart about that a little bit. We, I yeah. hope I hope. I mean, I I don't I don't want to go there. I just yeah. I guess. But it, so for you, me, yeah, go ahead, Leon.
1: So you do mail order, right?
2: We do uh we do Only mail in camp uh, order.
1: <laughs> and it's
2: difficult as hell, but we do do it, yeah.
1: I was going to say, do you see an increase in that as well?
2: Yes, and it's a pain in the butt. It's mail order is is a is a is a fallacy. Uh, people think it's just the best thing ever, but the shipping and the freight and the boxes and all those things cost so much money. There's no way anybody can make a living at it uh, unless you cheated somebody and bought poor meat, cheap cheap meat, and used that difference to make up for all those costs. So. I do not buy cheap meat. It's our beef. It's just kind of limited in its supply because it's a little more based on what I have left over from what I could have sold yesterday kind of right, a thing.
0: Right.
2: So uh-huh. so it's still there and it's available. But it might be, let's just say it's 10 orders a week. Right? 10 orders a week. That's a pain in the butt. That's, a, that's enough to do. That's a lot. That might be... um. Tsh- what let's just pretend there's eight pounds in each eighty pounds of beef. We sell two hundred and fifty thousand pounds of beef a week in the retail industry. Just cash, go, go, go on the on the truck, get it gone on the truck, get it gone. So you can still see how. <clears throat> excuse me. There's if there's not a lot of gold in it, why are you messing? Why is it wasting your time? Why right. is it in your way? So, so it, I don't know. I I don't know how to turn it into good gold i don't know how to do that but i do i just it'll be there it'll always be there it's growing it baffles me when a customer who's three blocks from a store orders online because we've just spent seven eight nine dollars a pound on the box and the freight and the and the cold and the ice packs and every other darn thing in the world that was wasted because they wouldn't go down the street three blocks right, and talk to their grocer. And if they didn't find what they wanted, tell them what they want. You know, that part just to me is just mind boggling.
0: Then how does somebody like Omaha Steaks, but that's, they've been doing that. one. How's your, Omaha. how's
2: your attorney? You're, you got a good attorney? Yeah. You want to know the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Omaha Steaks has a packing house and they take all their second rate, their select cattle and they hang them for 14 days or 21 days and get that age, that breakdown on it. Right. And then they sell that second rate animal to on the street as a they don't ever tell you it's it's they don't ever tell you it's choice graded. No, it's their choice. Right. There's this magic word choice. I got this choice product right here, but it's, it's USDA choice. It's got a bug on it, a stamp on it. But I've heard from several people in the Midwest say this is how this outfit operates. They use their second rate product. And they put, make it, turn it into gold online and sell it because you're right. I walk around and go, how in the heck do they give away five dollar pound hamburger for free? And they're going to sell you the steaks for twelve ninety nine, and blah, 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 blah. and then they have the shipping for free and the why that's yeah. yeah. So yeah, I and that's that's how they do it.
0: Okay. Chris, would you call my attorney in Brooklyn?
1: Oh, Guido.
2: Yes. Okay. We're good
1: with Guido.
0: Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Anyway, we'll be back on USA Radio Networks right after this. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation here on the usa radio networks i'm jt along with leanne Whippin, and leanne you're busy this week you're off to uh nova scotia is that right you're somewhere oh, cold Kansas
1: City oh Kansas big City 12 yeah the big basketball championships we're doing a barbecue contest at the T-Mobile Stadium so uh but it's going to be snowy I on my weather forecast so I don't know how that's going to play out but yeah going from extremely hot to uh very cold
2: so do you work with a team up there how do you get your equipment up there They supply it locally. Well, no,
1: actually, most of the teams are from the Midwest and they're bringing their own. And when they asked me to do this, I said, well, I'm not bringing my rig all the way out there. And they said, well, we'll set you up with something. But I had a buddy out there who has a jambo, which I like to cook on. And so he's actually going to let me use his jambo. So Uh, you kind of have to logistically make things happen with the people that, you know, unfortunately, in the barbecue community, there's lots of friends out there. So
0: that's one of the reasons I like living way out here because we don't have much. In, any friends? I have no friends, and so when we, <laughs> when we go do an event, like I used to do for you guys yeah. all the time, you know, they'd have to, yeah, they'd have to provide, yeah, you know, or I'd pull out my union card. I don't yeah. have a union yeah. card, but I made one up one there time. You go. So, you know, you were talking about old meats and stuff. Not they're not old. They're not you know six right. years old or anything like that. But what's interesting is sometimes you go in and. You think of that as far as beef, but the consumer doesn't think about it. Now, chickens, we go through so many damn chickens in this country, like 12 million a day or some ridiculous Uh amount. You know, it's just crazy. But when you look at hams and bacon, um, some other pork products like that, you can't get too old on fish because that'll bite you. Yeah. You know, right. Moby Dick come out of the creek. Yeah. Right. But those things, nobody ever thinks about. old meats when you're talking about those products, you know, right. Hams and porks like that. And, and especially today with everything being vacuum packed, yeah, you know, you buy a rack of ribs. They're not, <clears throat> the grocery store doesn't repack them. Right. They're just, um, right. You know, there. So anyway, um, how far do you let them stay before you actually say, okay, I'm done. We got to just get rid of them.
2: Well, I like to think, I can get six weeks out of product, six weeks of age with no sweat, no problem. And it's, it's actually just getting to good, but I got retail. I work in retail mostly and retail has, everybody has a different rule, right? So I work with a warehouse that wants nothing to go out the door, out their door to a store older than 21 days from production. It takes a week to get it to them. And then they, and then they want to be able to get it out in that two week time. So it's uptight. Now, they might distribute to a store right next door to them is another store who refuses to take product that's any newer than 21 days of age. Right. And, and what really matters is price. So one time I got to tell you this story. I was in California and I, I had strip loins long as heck in February, you know, and I didn't know what to do with them. And they got four weeks old. And I had a friend I knew in the food service business in California and San Francisco. And I said, you know what? You want some of these? And he understood a deal. And he bought two hundred cases. I understand a deal. I'll take him. I'll take two hundred cases. Three months later, I'm trying to sell gro- uh, strip loins to a grocery store in San Francisco down on Haight Street, and we can't sell. And he says he's. And the guy says, "Well, I don't need your strip loins. I can get them from Cisco for three dollars a pound cheaper." <laughs>
1: they're the ones that bottom them the same <laughs> ones they're yeah. six
2: or eight weeks old and they're coming around the bend they're nobody i said did you look at the date on those boxes well no they're two dollars cheap they're three dollars cheaper they didn't care they didn't care <laughs> so so yeah. really beef is extremely durable it doesn't go bad and make you sick your 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 palate is going to take care of you it's going to break down some people i knew a guy i met a guy one time and i said something about being in the beef business he's a farmer up in the basin and he says uh he says, um, he says, oh, you know how I buy beef? I said, no, how do you buy beef? He says, I go down to cash and carry. I buy f- f- flap. Oh, uh, no, he buys a trim, which is just loose pieces of meat in a bag. Right. I, he says, I buy them a month old, and then I put them in a Ziploc bag full of sauce, and I put them back in my fridge for another month. Now, your fridge is not as cold as my fridge. So your fridge, right. I've already handled them. I've got them dirty. Uh-huh. I've put the stuff on them. I put them in a bag and I put them in a 42 degree freezer or cooler instead of my 36 degree cooler. Right. I've handled right. them. I right. beat them around. You know, there's stuff now added. And he says a month later, I pull it out of there and we put it on the grill and it just melts in your mouth. Well, yeah, it's pre digested in that bag. <laughs> right. no, but 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 the point is, that's beat around just about as bad as you can beat it around. And that's nothing like what I'm doing. I, I might hold, I'll hold it six weeks. At six weeks age, I need to find it a home. Now it's still going to take two weeks for it to find a. It's still going to take it two weeks for it to find right. a shelf somewhere. It's going to be fine. It's going to be the most delicious piece of meat you ever put in your mouth.
0: Uh-huh works for me yeah it does you know
2: in fact i know some people we do demos and some some people that one, the lady we worked with at the school district one time she says i go to the discount section and if it's got brown on it, it's even better because that way yeah. i know it's been around you know it's been around and it's getting some age on it so well
0: if you look at the <clears throat> excuse me the dry age folks
2: oh geez
0: and you look up and that's black yes you know it's black and of course they're they're very proud of that and that's yes fine. i'm still not completely sold of this has been aging it labelle's in new york six yes. weeks you yes know, and their cedar cooler yes in i can America. show you some pictures yes yeah well i've Seattle, seen it. yes i've seen it i've seen it in yep. real pictures and live and that and i'm like i think it takes a special customer that's kind of bought into certain yes. things story yes we got the story to yes. make it where you can sell that
2: <clears throat> yes you
0: know because if you take the average consumer the average housewife that's coming in and picking up the groceries for yes. the week the family. Oh, no. And it's all black. And yes. They're going,
2: no, they're scared. Well, they trim that stuff off. Well, maybe. I, like I told you, I spent the day, I spent three days with San Francisco. So I'm riding with a guy and he looks at and he says, you know, this dry age thing. He says, you're supposed to trim that black stuff off. And I said, well, you know, I would. It's just, it's dense. It's chewy. It's, it's just jerky on the outside. Right. right. And he says, well, I got a chef over here and sand whatever. And he says, he leaves it on there. And I look at it and I think he's nuts, but he leaves it on there for the, And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't think that was the plan. But the reality is you and I are durable, right? People, humans are durable. Think of the food. We think of the food, the people ate in the wagon trail and the, all these things coming here. And, Hell, I knew some people that put an elk in a tree, hung an elk in a tree, and they just chunk chunks off of it as they were hungry, and and bring it to the house and eat it. And this yeah. was twenty years ago, right? I mean, we're we're durable. We can eat a lot of things. We look at a, something pre-packaged in a store and wrapped up, and we looked at it and go, "Oh God, I don't know if I can eat that." Well, think about your ancestors and the junk that was in a burlap sack somewhere or yeah. whatever. You know, we're durable. We can do. Lots of things. Right, uh, we got to take
0: a break. We're <laughs> going to be back at, on uh, Barbecue Nation with Will Homer, COO of Painterdale's Natural Beef, and Miss Leanne Whippin uh, from the All Star teams, and uh, me. I don't know what I'm doing. Here. But anyway, know. we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. If you're enjoying JT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G., where we talk home improvement and design. Right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh,
2: Painter
1: well,
0: Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Uh, Leanne Whippin and Will Homer, the COO from... Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, Painted Hills, as you know, is the beef that uh, nature intended. I like the way that rings out. Nature intended. Yeah, it's also like Grandpa used to raise. Yeah, so it we is. all those, and also Gunter Wilhelm knives for great efficiency in your kitchen. <clears throat> and my voice is cracking, um, great balance at a great price. Check them out online at GunterWilhelmKnives.com. Uh, don't forget, you can email us. Just go to Um, barbecuenationjt.com and you can send us an email. Gosh, I'm sorry. So we're talking with Will Homer from Painterdale's Natural Beef, as we do every so often, to keep a grip on what's happening out there in the, in the, well, not just the beef world, but it's, it's all commodity. Yeah. Like that. You know, and I think it's important, but I think what Leanne was asking as we ended the last segment about, is there ever stuff you can't sell? I mean, I know you've you've been very kind in one of the projects that I work with the veterans. Yeah, you you donated some hamburger yeah. to them and stuff because it had a little age on it. it didn't it's perfectly fine, right? You know, like that. But do you ever get to the point and say I can't do anything with this two cases? What do you do with
2: it? Oh well, two cases is pretty simple to deal with. But everything has a price. Right. Everything has a value. Right. So you have relationships. We make we. We work at every level of the industry, so we work with uh, a retail group who works with a distributor. We have to sell to the distributor, and from there the product's gone. We don't know where it, where we don't know how it goes where it right. goes. Right. But we also call a couple hundred stores every week, two to three times a week. You know, you want one box of hot dogs, you want one box of briskets, you want one box one strip line. and oh by the way, I got this chuck roll that's got some age on it because Leanne's right it is age, not old right so it,
1: is.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it I got this chuckle with some age on it for 2 bucks will you take it can you do something with it yeah sure i'll take it take a look in fact uh and and that's a great thing with our warehouse in california this this it's 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 difficult i mean it's the yeah. hardest part is to get the pieces to the to the customer that is is unbelievably how hard that is but um there's a lot of product where uh, Trey will call him and say, Hey, I got three, I got two boxes of ribeyes that these got dates on them. I don't know. You know, they're pretty old. You take them and he cuts into them and he can't use them or whatever. We're sending checks. We're sending right. checks a lot all the time here, there, everywhere. We had one come out of that warehouse the other day where they had shipped product to a store or something. They'd shipped it somewhere. They had taken one strip point out of the box, cut the good end off took the Took the good end off one strip line, wrapped the rest in paper, put the box back together, and put it back on the truck. And six weeks later, that box somehow landed in the slot where it was not supposed to be, and went to another store where they opened it up, and ooh, it was I'd, I didn't open the pictures, but Trey said this is not for the faint of heart <laughs> <laughs> or the weak stomach. Yeah. So, um, but there's there's you always try to keep that relationship open with someone. You can either make do with it, or make a buck on it, or something. There's right. always somewhere to go with something, and 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 then yeah, that, that's mostly most of it.
0: And you can always send briskets to Tampa.
2: So, so, and then, right. and then also as we talk about actually, you know, Tampa, that comes up too. We talk about the Terrace Major. We talk about Terrace Major here a lot, right? Right. So we get into a seasonality in January, February, t- Terrace Major just falls off the board. And luckily, it's just a little bitty piece, two little bitty pieces per steer. And, and so that lays around in our inventory, doesn't sell, doesn't sell, can't get the price cheap enough, or you just have more. You might get the price cheap enough, but the guy wants, part of what you or gal wants part of what you have or you just can't get it all right Right. so then i'll take that product and i take it to a relationship i have uh with a with one of these guys we were talking about just like with the hogs right and they will take that packer box they'll break it down they'll put two in a package put it in a consumer friendly called case ready package and then i'll bring it back to my freezer and i'll sit on it and i don't really have i got too much money in it now um i don't have an outlet i don't have a store for that kind of thing so I give some to my friend Jeff or I send some to Leanne or, or I put it online. Yep. Now I have my online sales because I have some product that I really do I have any value in it? Well I paid, you know, I paid two or three bucks a pound just to have it put into this package. But how much do I actually have in it? So that's 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 the part of the business too. it just we're stalling, right? We're stalling. Yeah. You either take your first loss as your best loss or you stall on something like this and maybe there'll be some opportunity in the future. I have a couple hundred boxes of flanks. I've never done that, but I've got flanks and case-ready packages now because this year flanks fell off and here we go. Uh, what am I going to do with them? I, an online sale. There'll be an online. A while back, we gave away tenderloins online with your order. Gave away free box of four six-ounce t- grass-fed tenderloins With your order. How do you do can that? Can I
1: can I get can I get on like the auto email for that so that I can take advantage of the
2: special? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure we have. I'm not sure we have, but we but we yeah we'll get that we'll get that lined out somehow. I'm not sure what we do on our social media site, but guess what? Natalie's probably listening to us, and we'll probably have that yeah, by you know. the time you get home. <laughs> by the time yeah. you get home, yeah.
1: So I have a question for yes. you. Uh, Painted Hills. Yes. How did you come up with the name? Do all your cows roam around? Unpainted hills. No, that- the, the Painted
2: Hills. <laughs> the Painted Hills is a national monument in Wheeler County. In then Wheeler County is the how the home of all the ranches who are the founding members. There's seven founding partnerships, and the Painted Hills is just a little twenty acre piece of ground that is kind of an island in a basalt lava flow they're everywhere you look there's lava there's there's basalt topped rock mountains rock lots of rock and clay and then here's this 20 acre island of these stri, stri, striated stri straight uh, clay layers right. white and red and they are colorful when it rains it's colorful when the grass when the plant uh flowers are blooming it's colorful and it has a lot of people come there so it kind of gave us a real, Uh, wide open name to work with. At the same time, there was another company growing that was really limited. They created an Oregon name. And so Oregon, once you put that name in your name, you can't get out of that state. You can't get out of that location. So Uh. this gave us opportunity to be just real generic, so to speak. But yet, that's our name. So that's who we are, Painted Hills. Look up the Painted Hills National Monument.
0: I've got some images that we did when we shot there years ago. I'll send them to you. It's,
2: It's beautiful. Oh, you'll see lots. Oh. And right now the government's in a land grab and they're trying to gather up like 40,000 acres to attach to that 20-acre piece so they can uh. grab it up into a national park and it all it is is rock. But huh. you know how it goes. Yeah. Sorry, call uh, Guido again. Call Guido. Here we go. God, my lawyer bill's going to go through the roof next month.
0: I had somebody ask, and, and you think I'm, I'm messing with this, but I'm not. I actually had somebody ask me the other day, they were asking about tomahawk steaks. Ugh. Okay. And they said, do they make bigger cattle for <laughs> these steaks? Again, out of, <laughs> out of New York, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I'm sorry, New York, okay. to pick on you today, but that's them marbles. And I had to laugh. I said, yeah. no, it's just the way they're doing. They leave yep. the leave the short ribs on there. Leave, yep. leave them on there and all that. And, but I th- I thought, you know, really there is... As far as we've advanced in information, not just through this shows, there's lots of shows. There's lots of TV. There's lots of internet stuff out there and all that. But sometimes people still don't understand. No. They don't get it. No. they. And I just thought that was funnier than hell. Yeah.
1: Well, it's very true. I mean, you'd be surprised how people think. So I would sell half chickens at the restaurant and people would ask for them to be all white meat and look at me like... (laughs) 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 i mean it's it's you'd think that people would know but they really don't Uh, you uh, and i Mike, because we know we're in the industry we deal with proteins whatever yeah but they don't understand why you can't have an old dark meat half or all white meat half chicken
2: yeah uh (laughs) yeah no everybody everybody has a we're lucky i think we're still lucky that people in envision old mcdonald's farm Right, they went out and collected that old hand off the farm, and they sent it down to Leanne, and they collected Mm -hmm. that one steer, and they sent it to me, and but it's not how it is. I mean, it's just it's a in our world, it's a highly technical. It's bull sale season right now, you know. Everybody's checking out the the stats on the bull they're going to put with their cows to perfect their cattle, their yield only. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's highly technical.
0: Yeah, it is. But I did think that was a pretty funny deal. Oh man, I think they were. I almost. I, you know, I didn't chastise him. Yeah. But I had this vision envision while I was talking to him, and like he was like Fred Flintstone or yeah. something, you know. Well you know, the big rib the- and all this stuff. Yep. You, know? you ever gonna you ever nope. gonna no? <laughs> no,
2: no there's a there's a space limitation in the plant we're in. Yeah. And they can't physically make that item. They don't have a cryovac machine that it'll fit in. Right. So I can't make those in my natural fed cattle. I make them in grass fed cattle. And, um, with the full, with the full extra bone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they are limited in length because of the cryovac bags, right? All There's right. always limits. Um, but, uh, and I sell those online as a fill in for the fact that I can't do the natural ones. So I, I dry age those 21 days. They get nice and black and, and then we peel them back. They come to you. We, I finally, I, I the first two batches I made, I brought them to the staff and I gave them everywhere you know what? It wasn't too bad the first time. The And what I mean by the first time, when I cooked them, I grilled them, I cooked them, I made four, I made three, and we ate two, right? Right. So, or one and a half. And then, so I brought the rest back out of the fr- fridge, and I warmed it up the next day. And I do that with beef. It's okay. You know, I've learned how to slow my microwave down. Grass-fed, didn't like that so much. It was very, it got very dense, very tough. Yeah. It, it did huh. not like that, but... But it was, it was a good attempt. It was a good. That was. That's the only way we're going to be able to provide you that big bone that's exciting there. See, I think you leave the dry age on it. Yeah. And then when they throw them on the coals, yeah. caveman style, yeah.
0: you know, like that. Yeah. It's already half done. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Do you disagree there, pilot?
2: Uh- God, I couldn't imagine uh- trying to chew through that. Uh-
0: oh, no. I get a little. Well, we also sell little baby chainsaws up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh-
2: get all that done Well, Uh, that that place you're talking about dry aged you know they say that they sell those in restaurants where that's a hundred dollar plate for a steak and i haven't been to one of those yet i have have you yeah i ordered the fish (laughs)
0: we're gonna take a break here on barbecue nation we'll be right back right after this don't go away everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef hey welcome back to uh, barbecue nation i'm jt along with leanne Whippin, and today we're talking with uh, will homer coo of painted hills natural beef uh, if you want to check us out here, some of the podcasts and stuff, man, we are on so many platforms, but if you want to go to barbecuenationjt.com, there's a link right there. It's got the latest podcast up there and there's a thing there. You can send us a message. If it's a rough message, I'm going to send it to Leanne. If it's one I want to have fun with, I'll keep, I'll keep it. But that's the way you do it. Also on uh, Facebook, Barbecue Nation, JT, Twitter, uh, we are coming out like with on Instagram with a brand new Barbecue Nation. uh, It's going to say Barbecue Nation Radio. Okay. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of poachers in my world. Oh yeah. Yeah. So couldn't find out how many Barbecue Nations there are, even though I've been around a long time. Yeah. You know, like that. That's why I have Guido in
2: Brooklyn. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Like that. How do you deal with consumer confidence? That's always a big thing, you know. When you listen to the business shows, yeah. they always say the consumer conf- confidence index is down to minus three point two. Like, and I know that's something you don't think about often, but that is actually a factor because if consumers are losing their confidence in the, in their economies, yeah. their household economies, yeah. in local, state, national economies, that's going to make them reticent to do certain things. Yeah, you know, um, and it seems to only affect at times certain parts of the country. You know, it doesn't right. uh, it doesn't go vastly across there. If you actually break down the data, which I'm kind of a numbers nerd like you are, yeah. you know, you'll see like people on the West Coast, um, uh, their their consumer confidence is three points lower than in Florida where Leanne lives. Yeah. All right, and that's got to affect sales and consumption though, because uh, people are holding back for yeah. whatever reason. You have you have to integrate that into your game plan. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's probably too micro for our game plan. Macro, we could we integrate uh, seasonality. You know, lots of cattle in the fall for Christmas ribs. Very smaller smaller harvest numbers. January, February, March, because the grills go away, and and there's a lot of round meat as part of the carcass. So right. a l- fewer cattle go farther, right? In the beef consumption. Now, as we head towards April, May, June, the numbers will go up because we go back to the middle meats, and and the grills will come back out. As far as micro, um, you know, we have, I guess you could actually say our fingers in the water because we have a warehouse in uh, Northern California and we work with about 20 stores that come out of that warehouse in that Northern segment. A lot of little stores that want to be different than the big guy. And then they've, uh, I mean, we've been working with them for years and they've recognized, the consumers recognize they like it. And so it's just sticks, man. It's just stuck. And it's stuck through the worst. These guys in the warehouse, I don't know if it's all COVID or it's just warehouses in general. Sometimes they have problems.
0: Well, they're cold. Oh, first yeah. Of all right.
2: I mean, yeah, we can't get women to work in there. So there's always something screwed up. And so <laughs> they, uh huh. So um, she'll set but, you straight. But anyhow, about two weeks ago, my son, Trey, he's learning to be this beef sales guy and he's just like all the rest of them. And he makes a sale and then he has to go tell everybody about it. Right. So he came in about two weeks ago and says, Boy, he says, California's off. He says, I couldn't hardly sell anything. So that means that inventory sits a week before they, you know, are they going to come back next week? Is it going to yeah. sit another week? You know what? What do we do? Do we send more down? Do we wait? Do we not? Do we? What do we do? And then all of a sudden this week he comes to me and he says, "Boy, Dad, they're hot today. They're actually calling me because they're out. Their customers are back." You know, so that that's a small snippet of the of the what I guess that would be. But um, yeah, that's what scares me the most is that. I, I don't know what it is about our industry. I think that the consumer has recognized the value and the in the better quality and the consistency of our product, and they've found more faith. And our product has become more solid in the industry. But I yeah. remember sitting around, oh maybe two thousand four, five, six before the eight, all the noise crashes, right? Just right. regular life. And sitting around on Memorial weekend, and you know how it is here in the Northwest, the Memorial weekend is usually cold and wet and damp and nasty. And we're all sitting around waiting for the grills to start and, and sitting around with strip loins in your inventory, which be on a grill in Memorial weekend. And you're going, are the consumers ever going to come? What's going to happen? Is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Right. And so, you know, I, I, but I think it's, I think it's really a lot about competitive product pricing, you know, um. Not as much as the industry used to think it was pork and chicken. You know, a consumer walks. to the, we. You and I walk to the counter and we just go to the beef section. Yeah, we're going to, you know, grill's fired up. We're going to the beef. But really stop, take two steps back and look at what the consumer has the opportunity to buy. Yeah. And the beef's just a little bitty guy. And there's hot dogs and there's brats and there's sausages and there's pork and there's fish and there's shrimp over there. And, you know, there's just there's just all kinds of options for them so and they and they only consume we only consume 58 pounds of beef a year so that's a pound a week so it just really it's just a slower mover you have to touch a lot more people than it just comp- it just doesn't comprehend you know what right. I mean it just as a cowboy as a cattleman's side they often I think they think they sell a carcass to a family of four once a quarter. And in reality they sell it once a year and hope it's gone before they get to the next year. Right, you know. Right.
0: That's well, that's kind of it it's always kind of perplexed me, especially people's buying habits. I mean, everything you talked about there, but there's a lot of it based on and you said the word hope. Yeah. You know, you hope that they come back if there's a dry spell. If they you know, you don't know what happened in oh. those four counties in Northern California. Yeah. You know, unless you're getting the local newspaper or something you don't yes there's still newspapers out there but you know you 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 don't understand that until it's at the end of whatever affected it yeah that's and that would make it really hard to jump up and say okay we're gonna project we're gonna you know last year at this time we sold those people 250 cases yeah out of the warehouse this year we got to do 300 yeah and it turns out to be uh 175 yeah you don't know. you know that you don't know
2: It's funny you bring that up because in the micro position again, Northern California, big storm rolls in off the coast and shuts everybody down. The roads all slow down. Boom. They're slow, slow for the week. The stores are in Seattle. The news comes out and says snowstorm coming this weekend. Boom. It cleaned the shelves clear. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) They do that in Tampa too. Don't they, Leanne? I'll bet.
1: Yes. Yes. I'll bet. I have a question for you. How do you handle the balance of um, the cuts of meat and, um, you know, I would think that there would be a lot more sales of, say, strip steaks and ground beef, you know, versus chuck roast. I don't know. get Just guessing. So how do you balance it out that you go through all of your inventory?
2: Well, that, that you discount them. Gives them to me. Discount it, discount it, mm-hmm. discount it. And so you, we are 85% grocery. And so grocery does a lot of ad writing. We push that carcass around the best we can. But they like to sell on ad the item that customers want to buy. So- the, the beef business is about two parts. It's about having just enough beef to keep everybody happy. And we can't discount those too much or you destroy any profitability in this thing. Hmm. Yeah. So how in the hell are we, you know, we expected to be, we're going to buy a, we might buy a building and get involved. The whole project might be $10 million and we're expected to have eight of it in our pocket. To make this right. work, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay. You're now
0: you're talking like him. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, thank you, Will Homer, for being on. <laughs> Um, what the hell are we doing thanks for being on barbecue nation today thanks for listening folks if you stayed with us bless you oh god God. i'll send you jerky (laughs) leanne and will and i'll be there for after hours if you want to have some real fun oh my god we'll be there but we'll be back next week with another edition of after hours thank you everybody for listening thank you for being on the show and uh Thanks for listening to USA Radio Networks. Take care, everybody.
1: Yeah, thank you. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.